0: Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. I am Blue. That's Brad. I don't know if he's actually there or not. He might be over there. I don't really care that much. and This is B&B Anime, uh, and this is a year-end <laughs> review, because it's the end of the year. So we yeah. review the year.
1: We <laughs> do the same shit we always do, and talk about absolutely whatever comes to mind, and not actually have to talk about anything specifically.
0: <laughs> it- exactly we don't really know what happened this year because everything happened this year and none of it was cohesive nope no um
1: like i i know typically whenever we record these episodes there's a lot of times whenever it's just like it's been a day no it's been Mm -hmm. a fucking year
0: (laughs) yeah i've spent half of it in a brace it's been so much fun love that for me
1: that is incredibly unfortunate for you. I hate that for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it looks like I'm going to be wearing the brace into the new year.
1: Happy new yeah. year!
0: <laughs> Stun of the new year on a good foot. Or should I say um.
1: On a bad <laughs> hand. <laughs>
0: on a bad hand. I have been oh. dealt a bad hand for this new year.
1: Yes. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So speaking of New Year's and like going into that, I pissed off my D&D party for what was supposed to be our last session of the year. Oh, it was it was supposed to be our last session of the year, but no. So I told you what I was doing with your character in the end of this. But for those that are unaware, and this will be coming out after that session, so my players will know exactly who it is. But, so, we were doing an online campaign where Blue and Asshole Neighbor slash Cousin Bree were sisters in the D&D campaign. Well, that fell through. Shit happened. Life happened. Again, it's been a year. And so, in the fallout of that, I decided to start an in-person campaign. Well, Bree, being Bree, forgot to or didn't want to make a backstory for her character. So she just decided to carry over the backstory of her character from the online campaign, which therefore included blue's character. So I, in a fit of very incredible uh, script writing, decided to write a voiceover scene acted by both myself and the lovely person on the other end of this podcast with me. And Use that as a way to kill off Blue's character, wink. <laughs> and at the end of our last session, seemingly from the grave, Gilly decided to stab Bree's character in the back at the end of the session, all while whispering in her ear, hello, sister. And then that's where I ended the that's where I ended the session. <laughs> oh, they were pissed that that's where I ended the session. So pissed, in fact, that they forcefully scheduled another session before the year was over with. So, yeah, now we have another session scheduled for the 29th of this month, which is great. It's all fine and good. I wanted to let them sit on it for over a month, but no, they decided the 29th was a perfect time to do another session. So, here we are. Oh, it's great!
0: Yeah, uh, no, I'm excited to see what happens next. um I I don't know what's gonna come out of your brain next time you talk to me about Gilly. So I'm <laughs> like, okay, I'll just roll with it. Whatever's going on. What do you need to record? I'll.
1: Oh, I mean, so look, all right. I apologize for using your character to this degree.
0: Don't <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> I like hearing about what Gilly gets up to. I don't have to think about it. She just writes herself because I don't write her and Brad writes her. And so she basically <laughs> just writes herself.
1: Oh, and I mean, granted, like the characters are like a combined brainchild of yourself and myself. Like we both mm. worked on these characters together because once again, mm-hmm. in true fitting fashion, Bree did not want to write her character. So blue and I wrote the characters together. Mm. So, but the thing about it is, right, for the custom campaign that I'm going to do after I finish Strahd, Bree's not allowed to get off lightly. She has to write her own backstory. Mm. But that's, uh, that's presuming everyone makes it out of this uh, campaign. Because it's uh... (laughs) a. Well, so you see, I decided to raise the combat stakes a little bit and give them an opportunity Mm. to end the campaign early. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if they can defeat Gilly and Strahd all in one go. I mean, they're only We're halfway underleveled for what they need yeah. to be.
0: <laughs> and there's more story to discover as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more that can be done. But they do have like the one weapon that's like Strahd's weakness, and I guess now Gilly's weakness, and she's technically undead. And Bree mm. has that weapon, so she can technically with a series of fortunate roles for her can mm. ruin my plans. <laughs> so, But
0: in doing so, she would have to mutilate her sister's resurrected body.
1: Which I, again, like the storyline implications of this are what I'm looking forward to more than anything, because I actually mm. want to see like how Brie reacts to this, because she doesn't believe that it's Gilly. Like, in Mm. her mind, because we've been, I've been discussing it with all the different players at the table, because we're all really close friends, IRL, and Bree refuses to accept that it's Gilly. She's like, I don't know who that is, Mm. but it's not Gilly. And I'm like, okay, Mm. like, if it's whatever you want to believe, because she's like, Mm. well, is it Gilly? I was like, you don't know. That's my favorite thing about being a DM. My players ask me questions. I'm just like, you don't know. (laughs) You don't (laughs) But I will say, I I love the custom figure that I made. I really enjoyed painting that and how shiny yeah, the gold so scales cool. are. Like, I'm very pleased with how it turned out. So, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. Does the color scheme work okay? Does that seem like something Gilly would wear to you, by the way? I'm just asking I'm purely for check, my own curiosity. Yeah,
0: I thought so. I don't I, don't, I <laughs> Discord updated their app on your phone, and um, it throws me off. I'm not used to it yet.
1: I haven't noticed an update. What the hell?
0: Yeah, that seems very gilly. Like go wild.
1: Oh wait, I didn't colors. even I didn't even show you the golden tail. I didn't send that one through. Hang on.
0: Oh yeah, it's yeah. like actually I metallic like Gilly's gold. Kind of a rainbow.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I figured you would like that. The the face Gilly's is just kind a of rainbow. The the face is kind of shittily done, but that's because they're tiny faces, and my brushes are not. Um, they, look, they were cheap five dollar brushes from Michaels. Okay, like I'm, mm-hmm. I am not an art student. I am not good at this kind of thing.
0: <laughs> you, I think you can get some like really fine tip brushes if you go for things like nail art. So you can get some cheaper brushes that are super fine tip if you invested nail art brushes as opposed to paint brushes. And then they're better for like, I don't know if they're, I don't know, they're probably just as cheap, but I feel like because they're designed for nail polish, they might hold up better with like varnishes and stuff.
1: Maybe. I mean, them. all of I these are just like cheap acrylic paints. I mean, it's a $50 mm. paint set, so it's not cheap, but that $50 mm. paint set also has like 15 different colors in it. So technically per bottle, it's kind of cheap. mm. But I had Fair to, enough. I had to custom make the hair color because I couldn't find the color of lavender that just suited me. <laughs> mm. So I had to make it myself. Now the turquoise boots, I that actually came with a set that I bought, so I was a big fan <laughs> of those. Mm. But yeah, I don't know, faces, real shit, but also they're tiny minis. So you know who, who, who cares? I'm not a professional. The more you paint them, the
0: better you get with
1: them. Yeah. So we'll I don't know. We'll see. But I do want to make more minis. I'm going to have to get a 3D printer after Japan. As for now, mm. all my money is going towards Japan. Japan is expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um
1: Did find we, a fun fact though. Depending on where you fly out of, we, we might be flying together on the second leg of my journey. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, cuz looking Are you at you be coming it, to Vancouver? Uh well, so I have to... The cheaper flights fly from Atlanta to Calgary mm-hmm. to Tokyo. Oh.
0: Because
1: Calgary is an international airport.
0: Okay. So then if I just get a direct yeah. from Calgary, then... Calgary is only an hour <laughs> and a half away from me. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. Easy, as I usually fly out of Calgary. I know Calgary. I once got lassoed in Calgary Airport. Wait, What? I was my it was either my immigration flight or our scout trip to Canada when I was between the age of nine and ten.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um because we we did one scout trip out here before we moved um to try and figure out there were a couple of places where we thought that we were gonna we wanted to look at houses out, residential stuff, uh schools um, you know, all the stuff you need when you move, um, and, uh, my dad had a job in a certain area, and so, like, a job offer, and so we were, like, scouting out areas, but it was the flight here from Heathrow, I assume, Gatwick, Heathrow, one of them, in England, and it had been, uh, we had a layover in Winnipeg, so it was probably about a 11, 12-hour flight total, mm-hmm. and I was like 9 or 10, um, and yeah, we. it was summer, so it was stampede season, Calgary Stampede is internationally renowned, huge uh, rodeo, oh, yeah. like, everyone knows the Calgary Stampede. I, mean, I was going to say,
1: even I'm aware of this.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's probably one of the biggest rodeos on the circuit ever, like, I think there's maybe one or two in America that can... Like stand up to the Calgary Stampede and the level of like like funding and like the the Saddle Dome Stadium is like there like is a it like it's designed for it. It's like the big tourist thing here constantly. I I don't I can't think of another rodeo name that I just like know you know yeah um and so it's Calgary Stampede season. So I guess a lot of people were flying in for the Stampede and so on the exit path from the airport. Before baggage, but like where everyone had been funneled down. So it was like multiple flights converging through this path. You go through the no return doors. And then it's before. And then there's like baggage outside. Um, we come through this this exit, go through the doors. And then there's all of the families like waiting to receive their people. And I was just steaming ahead. Parents were behind. I, have, I was irritated, tired, hungry, like not happy <laughs> as a 10 year old. I had just been on a 11 hour flight and I was fucking done and we had- if it was our emigration flight, we had nowhere to go once we arrived in Canada, like we did not have a plan at that time because we had to find uh we kind of knew if there would be a there would be a hotel around the area but we didn't know how long we'd be staying in the hotel we didn't have a house or like all of my belongings had been put on a crate and were somewhere in the ocean um I had been staying at my grandparents house like I hadn't even been staying in my own home before then because our home had sold and so we were like staying at my grandparents place so I was like I had left school early as well I never completed my school year and so like gone through a hundred percent of a hundred things in that time period and even if it was before then on a scout trip like because I can't remember which one it was I was still like okay so we're moving across the world and I was like Canada isn't a, that's not a country I don't know what you're talking about and then I was like oh Canada is a country because I didn't I didn't know it existed it's a fake country, until it's I landed there yeah <laughs> until I was on TV and that's kind of where the first time that it I realized that we wouldn't be going back, you know, like when we moved, like that was it. Yeah. Anyway, so going through the airport, I'm storming ahead. My parents are somewhere behind. Like I just want to get out. I'm just done, overstimulated, overwhelmed, undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> like I'm fucking done. And um, then all of a sudden, I'm just in a rope. <laughs> I just I'm walking straight angry, not a very happy child. I don't understand how they didn't see that I wasn't a happy child. Or if they thought this is a not happy child, we can cheer them up by lassoing them. (laughs) (laughs) My memory is then being in a rope, being so upset. I just fling it off my body and I throw it to the ground and I just keep going. And my parents like all of a sudden are there. So I guess I went that far behind, but like they're there. And my mom's like, "Are you okay?" Uh, My dad, I think, is giggling. I don't know if my dad's laughing or not, but like in my head, he's laughing. Um, (laughs) My brother was just clocked out, and uh, and we just left. Like, I don't remember them having a conversation with the the rodeo guys. Like, I don't remember any of it. I don't know if they saw that that was a really bad thing for them to do. I don't know what was going on in their head of thinking, yeah, this is a child who has just possibly been... Because what if I was flying from fucking Australia? I may have been on a 24, 36-hour fucking flight. Like, you don't know. What idea in your right mind makes you think, yes, this is a child who has just been on a plane for God knows how many hours. It's a really good idea for us to lasso them when they're hungry, exhausted, and, like, pissed off at their parents anyway. This is going to make their parents' life so much easier and happier. (laughs) The kid's going to be so excited about this. Like, What in your right mind makes you think that's a good idea?
1: Who knows, mate? Who (laughs)
0: knows? (laughs) I have never seen them in the airport since, and I've flown out of Calgary during the Stampede and into Calgary during the Stampede many a time since. So I have a feeling that was a one-and-done thing that year where they tried it, lassoed people, and realized that people don't like to be lassoed when they're traveling.
1: I mean that that is a very very high probability. Who knows who who knows what actually happened?
0: Like, like I can because I can't imagine a single scenario in where somebody's happy for that to happen to them. Like because even if you're going for the stampede, you're a fucking rodeo clown or whatever. Like you are there for the stampede. You're going to compete. Whatever. If you've just flown from a place and you're like I'm just i just fucking want to get to my hotel and crash no part of you is going to be excited about being fucking lassoed. like i'm sorry don't do that to people <laughs>
1: oh, not no. in
0: an airport of all of the places to like piss off people
1: <laughs> yeah no i <laughs> like, <that's>... i agree <laughs> but, yeah
0: that's that's i haven't thought of that memory in a long time but yeah that's that's the thing that happened
1: you're welcome i have brought back memories <laughs> But yeah, I yeah. I was looking at flights today just to like go ahead and start getting an idea. Mm-hmm. And I was looking, I was like, oh, hey, I literally take Westjet from Atlanta to Calgary and then from Calgary hmm. to uh <clears throat> Tokyo. I was like, interesting.
0: Perfect. I'll just hop on your flight. Hell I'll yeah. I'll join you halfway.
1: Uh, t- Technically halfway, but there is a massive fucking layover for me. <laughs> it's like a 19 hour layover
0: i can show you the non-existent sites of calgary in that 19 hour layover
1: perfect
0: (laughs) you can see the rocky mountains from can you see them from the airport yeah you can you can see them from the airport
1: it'll be october so most things will be dead so you should be at least be able to see a far distance Maybe yeah, and you're know. in
0: the prairies. Like you can, you, you can see them. The I'm just trying to think where the airport is in relation to the city. So like, but you'll be able to see them. Like the um, skyline won't block the um, mountains. Mm-hmm. You'll be able, yeah, you'll be able to see the Rockies in the hmm. distance. Interesting from Calgary.
1: But yeah, it's a. Yeah. <clears throat> I spend looking at the flights, like just the projected flights. I spend more time at the Calgary airport than I do on planes together. Mm. It's like Mm -hmm. four and a quarter hours from Atlanta to Calgary. And then I think it's like 10 and a half to 11 hours from Calgary to Tokyo. (laughs) That baffles me. That's really not
0: bad. That's the same kind of flight line as I would go to the UK. In my head, going to Japan is like 24 hours.
1: Well, it's always talked about that it would be like a like, 20-hour flight? where it's just like, mm. no, depending on your layover, it's, like, 15 hours of flight and then fucking 19 hours at a fucking airport. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's fine. Don't yeah. get me wrong, other than the fact that I've never been on a plane, so this is going to fucking terrify me.
0: <laughs> yeah. WestJet has seat selection prior to being on the plane like it's not random seats so you should be able to choose one on an emergency exit um to get you that extra leg room
1: sweet so whatever we start looking seat, at a, i don't know yeah i think it's like 50 bucks for seat selection maybe Something which like i mean i'll i'll happily pay because the tickets are like a currently 150 bucks less than i was expecting so i'll gladly spend the extra 50 mm. bucks to choose seats
0: yeah, I had a flight with a guy who's probably about your height, um, a couple months ago, and he, um, just he was seated in an aisle seat because his, all of the um emergency exit seats were already booked, mm-hmm. so he just tried to get an aisle seat, and then um he asked a passenger in the emergency exit seat if he could switch, and they switched happily, so like. I don't think if you can't get one, it would really be a huge issue. Only real assholey people (laughs) wouldn't switch with you. Um, Or, like, for the most part, like, people on an emergency exit, it's preferred to have big guys there because the emergency exit doors are really heavy. Mm -hmm. So in the, like, I've had flight attendants shift people around anyway that are on emergency exits because they're not physically capable of being able to open the emergency exit door in case of an emergency. So they have to be, like, a, you have to be a pretty big person or, like, fully able-bodied to be able to sit in those seats.
1: I'm not fully able-bodied. I'm a little broken, but I am very big <laughs> well, man. <laughs>
0: but you can... You can have to open a door. Like, oh, I could like 100%. Like, I can't have to open.
1: I could 100% kick that bitch open, like, without question. Yeah. It will come open. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. It's
1: yeah, like, no, no. 100 yeah. so, But for the most
0: part. And then I think there is normally, like, sometimes in front of, like, not on emergency exit doors, but, like, in front of bathrooms, there are extra legroom as well. Um, I don't know, though. I, and I don't know how big the plane would be as well, because the flights that I take... Are usually not on like the really big planes because I'm just going across Canada. And so, yeah, you'll probably like your f- first plane from Atlanta up will be the size of plane that I normally go in, which is two rows of three seats and mm. then one aisle. Um, and then WestJet doesn't have TVs on those planes. Oh, one tip, and this goes for everybody flying. Well, two tips. Um, cabled headphones you will need. They do not. Like, if you, if you have a plane with a TV, which Air Canada does, but I don't think WestJet does, but WestJet might do on the long flight, um, they have, like, TVs in the headrest in front of you, um, you'll need cabled headphones to connect to it, because they, they don't Bluetooth connect. So if you have Bluetooth for your own device, also bring a cheap pair of, like, the old Apple headphones or whatever for the screen. Second one, bring an empty thermos, empty one of these through security, then when you're in duty free, the airports have no tax when you're through security because it's international land, so you can buy shit without tax. Bring one of these when you're through, get yourself a coffee for a while you're waiting in the airport, get yourself another coffee in your thermos. Then, when you're on your plane and you don't want the shitty, disgusting coffee that WestJet or Air Canada has, you have a nice, delicious cup of coffee for yourself that you got from a uh, large conglomerate that we're boycotting. <laughs> so don't get one from that. Get one from a small independent coffee shop that may or may not exist in the airport. Also, Pokemon Go fucking rocks in airports.
1: Now you see that? I don't Just doubt. I do not doubt that in the slightest.
0: <laughs> There's so many shops and the amount of people that drop laws on that shit, so good. So good. <laughs> like like downtown toronto is not as good as a fucking airport
1: really so good okay all yeah. right i have learned something i haven't played pokemon go in years but i mean hey that is a great tip
0: i only play when i'm in airports now it's like my <laughs> airport game oh. if i'm traveling pokemon go
1: see for me i feel like i would just bring my switch yeah which i'll probably do anyway i mean
0: i want to switch but i don't have
1: one you don't mind i never play it <laughs>
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna thrift one one of these days one of these days i'm gonna find one one of these days i'm gonna i'm gonna go into my second game shop and there's gonna be a fucking switch there and i'm gonna be like that's mine
1: <laughs> oh it's one of those things like one of my best friends has my ps5 because i'm like i don't play that shit mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. just like here my, you can borrow this mm, give it back whenever <laughs>
0: uh my i fully really get that my brother has so much of my electronic shit that i'm like just take out. he's a, a tinkerer as well so sometimes he feels like some of my electronic shit breaks he's like i'll have it and then it's just somewhere in the void of where he lives and and then i see bits and pieces of it sometimes amalgamating into other different parts of electronics and i'm like was that my old thing and he's like yeah it was not anymore <laughs> it's now this thing i'm like okay fine
1: is, is that your Good pc on. right now is it just in that void of parts
0: The PC is down here, still um, in a block, (laughs) (laughs) will probably be parts soon. But all parts have been compromised due to power surges, so can only be replaced with parts that have also been power surged compromised, and therefore it is an isolated PC in the doom zone. This is a PC with COVID, but PC COVID.
1: Permanent PC COVID because <laughs>
0: permanent permanent PC COVID, this PC is in isolation.
1: Yeah, this uh, um, <laughs> PC COVID stays isolated. You you do not put uncoveted parts into or no. you do not put coveted parts into uncoveted spots. It's just no. Yeah. <clears throat> does not work.
0: The the going theory, for for those interested, the going theory right now on how my PC fucking broke is when I moved from Toronto back to Alberta, um, it was fine. Did its best. Then winter hit and all of a sudden it wasn't fine. So the theory is that it did break slightly during the move. And then the temperature difference between summer and winter exacerbated the break. Other than that, we have no idea because it's been sitting here on a shelf doing literally nothing and to have a hardware malfunction when it's just been sitting here on a shelf off of the floor in a basement away from damp in its natural habitat we have no other idea that is the going theory
1: i mean makes sense to me yeah then again like i am i am stupidly smart whenever it comes to pcs if that makes sense (laughs) like i am smart enough to be an idiot (laughs) Like, somehow, I think I fixed Walker's PC earlier. That's what I was messaging you about. Whenever you're like, hey, I'm ready to record mm-hmm. whatever you are. And I was like, um, give me a minute. <laughs> so, I think I fixed it. I haven't heard word to the otherwise yet. Okay. So, I I think I managed to BS my way through it. Like, I can BS my way through things. Or I have smart enough people that I can call and be like, hey, here's the issue. Here's what I think it might be. And they're like, Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Where it's just like, okay, I'm I'm smart enough to figure it out, but I don't know if I'm smart enough to fix it. And then somehow mm. I do fix it, and it's like, all right, I don't know how I did that, but we're gonna just carry on about our business. <laughs> oh, uh, <that>. I <laughs> my intelligence stat is low, but my luck stat is high. So it's just it balances <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, I
1: it works it it somehow works and you know what i'm i'm here for it i'm here for the stupid <laughs> oh um,
0: but yeah i was going to say my greatest electronic thrift so far is uh i spent 5 bucks on a ps2 in a yard sale
1: nice like 10 years ago i really yeah. want to get a ps2 again because i have mm. been in the mood to play guitar hero <laughs> I just, I've, I've really been in the mood we played at dave and busters a few months ago and ever since mm. i've been like i want to destroy everyone around me at guitar hero because there's nobody around me that could probably come close
0: yeah the last time i played guitar hero was probably middle school my friend had the entire kit the whole set all the shit and it was sick and i went around a house and we played and i was awful and that was the last time I think I played.
1: <laughs> so funnily enough, uh Fortnite is working on a mode that will hook up the Rock Band stuff to mm. where you can actually do Fortnite Rock Band with like the drums and guitars and singing and shit. Oh,
0: sick! I was like, okay, that's,
1: that's interesting. Fun. Okay, all right. I don't own any of had, that cuz I was always like rock bands for losers even though it had the drums and the bass and the guitar I was like yeah it's mm. stupid who who would want to play rock band guitar hero is obviously the much better thing as i'm sitting there drumless
0: <laughs> my i was sick at DDR but not on the like ma- the, the machines only with the the mat like the, the plastic <laughs>
1: So what you're telling me is, is while we're in Japan, we need to go to an arcade and play DDR and make fools of ourselves?
0: That sounds hilarious. And like we would throw our backs out.
1: I mean, look, as yeah. as the resident um, have to play DDR every time I go to Dave and Buster's with my friends, I... Ugh. I have almost thrown up twice. Because <laughs> I always like, yeah, don't, hard don't, difficulty. And then... <laughs> don't
0: tell me DDR is not cardio, because that bitch is fucking cardio. Oh,
1: it's so much fucking cardio. Especially whenever the first time you do it, you accidentally set the fucking uh, difficulty too high. Because I don't know what I'm doing. I was literally just Mm. going through selecting songs based off of the fucking Mm. beat because I'm a massive J-pop fan. So give me the most upbeat anime sounding OP that I can find that it's like, fuck it. This is probably hard. Do I give a shit? No, absolutely not. And then by the time (laughs) I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) oh, No, I get you.
0: I get you. Oh, you can do like... um. J-pop workout dance videos On like YouTube and stuff if you want to for funsies
1: Can I be an idol?
0: Yeah Just go and fucking and learn J-pop dances And like workout video combos
1: Oh um, my god On YouTube,
0: there it's like a whole genre
1: Alright, I'm bringing the Apple TV home Because the asshole neighbors have my Apple TV <laughs> <laughs> I, I obviously don't have Any of my shit, right? <laughs> everybody else has my shit so again if you want my like super fancy like pokemon oled switch like you're more than welcome to it you can keep it in canada for all i care because i'm obviously not using it (laughs) it's been on the desk i bought it whenever pokemon scarlet and violet came out i played it Mm. I played the game for probably a combined, like, 15 hours, and then it's been on my mm. desk ever since in the dock. Has not moved. It's not even hooked up to my fucking monitors right here in front of me. It's just chilling.
0: <laughs> you gotta play, like, Pokemon Snap and shit. Like, the comfy stuff.
1: Oh, but you see, Baldur's Gate, man, is just, it's taken up all my time. It's amazing. And it also yeah. swept the fucking game awards, because it's that good. <laughs>
0: like animal crossing my guy
1: i mean look okay animal crossing is great but remember the conversation we had earlier about capitalism and you know tom nook being the most greedy fucking bastard of a raccoon i've ever seen in my entire life Back whenever I played Animal Crossing during COVID, right? That bastard had me in so much fucking debt. (laughs) I was more in debt in that game than I was in real life, and that was a problem. (laughs) Uh. Sorry, I really want to go and record this podcast with you, but I've got to pay back 2.1 million bells.
0: oh my cheeks out. we haven't even started talking about anime oh, yet we
1: have not we have not but you know what it's <laughs> fine it's the year end review all I want to talk about is Oshinoko
0: <laughs> yeah fair
1: because oh. this is basically our awards and everything all in one
0: yes Um. I do okay so we did have Spy Family Core 2 we also had Chainsaw Man this year and Bochi um we did also shout-out to – um. oh, I've lost it now, and I can't remember the name of it off of my own head because my own head doesn't function. I just read it. Where did you go?
1: I don't even know what you're thinking of, so.
0: Mm, the Ice Guy and his cool female colleague.
1: Oh, yeah, that one.
0: Yeah, because that's the first – um. Like, rom-com that we've really watched that's a pure rom-com that is adult characters that are isn't set um, in, like, high school. Yeah. So, um, that was, like, a new subcategory of a genre for us this year.
1: Yeah, and I think especially for you, because I had seen Wotakoi and had read the manga before, mm. so it wasn't, like, brand mm-hmm. new territory for me. But definitely for Mm -hmm. the podcast and for Blue as well, it's just like, all right, here you go.
0: Yeah, and it did um, change my opinion on the genre. And if I get more content like that, I think I will probably enjoy the the genre a lot more. I find sometimes with rom-coms that are based around teenagers, I get frustrated that they aren't acting like adults because (laughs) they're acting like teenagers. Which is fine, but it means that they have impulsive um highly emotional decisions that are being made for like because of their hormones. Like and that makes sense because they're teenage characters. But because I'm not a teenager, I'm watching it and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like just h- communicate.
1: <laughs> and like
0: <laughs> like what the fuck's going on?
1: That's pretty much been the theme and of so- our rom-coms for the years. Just use your fucking words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah just fucking talk to each other like what the like I get so frustrated with this um, storyline of I'm not going to tell them to protect their feelings or I'm not going to tell them because um, like of A, B and C reason and then the other person's like I'm not going to tell them because of this thing or whatever and then they just spend the entire show trying to work around each other by not talking about a, each about anything and it's like the show wouldn't even exist if you had just had that conversation on the very first day because then everything would be fine so this entire show is pointless because it's just you flapping around not being a very functioning human, and I'm frustrated. So because this show shouldn't even exist.
1: So aren't we sitting here bitching about the entire plot of Kaki Osama <laughs> Love Is War? Honestly, <laughs> which I can't thing- sit here and say anything about because that's now my fucking favorite anime of all time. Because that does it and right. I- like it works <laughs> because it's done well. But
0: I. I even, I agree with you that it's done in a way where that is the comedic, um, grounding. So, but it's, so it leans heavily on the comedy as opposed to the wrong, right? Yeah. Um, so in that case, it's, there's kind of an exception there, but I think probably even if you go back and listen to my first opinions on Kaguya sama you'll still probably hear me talk about the fact that I'm frustrated that they don't just talk to each other. Um. Because it is, it's a plot thing that does aggravate me, um, across the board, not just in rom-coms, across all genres. Like the the trope of there being a sensei styled character or a teacher, a leader, a, a adult, and then a um, child character that is the hero. You know, the the fate of the world rests on their shoulders, and the adult character teacher, sensei person, has relevant important information that would aid the young child in their journey to save the world, but they don't say anything to them because they're protecting them or because they're too young to hear about it, when they already have the weight of the world on their shoulders, they already have all of the pressure of society and, and the lives of everyone around them on their shoulders... And this is a really relevant piece of information that might aid their journey, but they're never going to know about it because I'm protecting the child. And it just ruins the seamlessness of the story. It just gives it a level of stupidity that frustrates me. I think the biggest example of this in recent years and like across media is Harry Potter with Dumbledore just refusing to tell Harry, all of the adults in, in Harry Potter, refusing to tell Harry so much relevant information that would have just made his life so much easier and helped him with all of his tasks like so much better. And so I think having grown up with that series, having seen that series, having felt the frustrations of that series throughout my entire childhood, like I was reading like the first... Book came out the year I was born and the first film came out when I was like just starting school so like I think it's 2001 so yeah I would have just been starting school so I grew up with this series like reading them under the covers with a flashlight you know so having that frustration throughout me throughout with me throughout my entire life has meant that now I think when watching anime and when watching consuming any kind of media having someone withhold relevant information towards a character when just sound communication would make it so the story could actually progress frustrates me. I want more of the story. I don't want the faffing of people skirting around each other, not giving each other accurate meaningful information or like half truths that really fucking pisses me off (laughs) when characters get like oh here's a section of the truth (laughs) but there's also this other section that I haven't told you yet and I don't know that just that concept pisses me off and so I think that translates into rom-coms when the two characters just don't talk to each other and I'm like well then we have no plot we have no storyline because you're the storyline is I'm not telling her this I'm not telling him this so we're just going to fight with each other consistently for 12 episodes until at the very end of the 12th episode or sometimes usually the 11th episode and the 12th episode is bullshit the the 11th episode they're like oh are we gonna kiss no we're not gonna kiss are we together maybe no not really you'll find out in the next season 12th episode just like a beach episode but they're not on the beach why is this relevant why do we have this episode the next season, more <laughs> skirting around each other, but you think, oh, they finally got together, but then in the start of the second season, they haven't got together at all, and you're back to square one again, and then all of the comments are just like, I thought they were like, are they not? I thought, at the end of the first season, I thought we and then the, the second season is just them also being bullshit to each other throughout the entire thing. So, that tangent to say, Kagaya sama was that, but with actual step-by-step progression, you saw that in this one, "Kaguya-sama, Love is War," the f- uh, first kiss that never ends. That is what we reviewed this year, and there was actual plot progression. It didn't completely reset us back to the beginning like we've seen in so many season two rom coms. Um, and the skirting around each other was the base of the comedic humor, so it was necessary to the plotline. It wasn't just added in there to make things complicated to like make you aggravated it was there for purpose so i can get behind that then with um the ice guy and his cool female colleague you didn't have the skirting around each other as much it was like just more concise and adult which is why i liked it because it makes sense again like the thing though i'm just going on a huge tangent here (laughs) (laughs) sorry ranting
1: no no it's it's perfect the metrics prove that rom-coms are good so let's just let's just sit here and talk about it for a while it's it's good for the numbers (laughs) (laughs) the numbers demand it (laughs) fair enough i'm
0: not knocking that though i can understand why a lot of people like it because it is the um teasing And it's something that we don't see in Western media. With Western media, characters tend to get together pretty quickly. And then the storyline features on them being together and the turbulence that they feel when they're already together. With anime, it tends to be focusing on how they get together. And then once they get together, that is the resolution. So it's a different section of the story that is being focused on. So I can understand how that can be really appealing to you. And I, also get how that would be appealing to me in the like the building of a relationship but I would either prefer it as an enemies to lovers vibe or friends to lovers vibe as opposed to a flirting for 12 episodes if that makes sense like I would just like can't you just have it like ah oh, these guys are on the same team doing fucking whatever and then they're friends and then they get together, or these guys are rivals and then they kind of start having feelings for each other. But that's weird because we hate each other, but do we? Oh, no, we don't. We're together, you know, like that's how I would prefer it to be. But I, the genre is incredibly popular, so I guess I'm like the outsider, <laughs> I'm the weird one. <laughs> but let me know what your thoughts are in that section of anime. Like, do you get frustrated like I do when they just need to have proper communication and everything would be solved?
1: No, you see, it. It's one of those things like I I fully <laughs> realize that I am the rom-com guy of the group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But at the same time, like I I 100% get where you're coming from. It is a very overdone trope that I will continue mm-hmm. to fall for over and over again because trash rom-coms just bring me joy as much cringe as there is and regardless of how garbage they are i still watch them i'm currently watching one that's airing right now because it is garbage but i i can't give it up <laughs> but no they it is incredibly frustrating and also so much embarrassment is felt and i feel like i feel the embarrassment like the secondhand embarrassment much more since I've gotten to mm-hmm. know you, because I feel like you've just put such a spotlight on it, to where now it's just like, fuck. <laughs> I blame Blue for all of this, and yet it's it's my fault, because I keep doing this to myself. <laughs> mm. But it's fine. I'm here for it. Like, I realize I'm subjecting myself to garbage, and will continue to subject myself <laughs> to garbage. But at the end of the day, it's what it is. It's garbage. Except mm. for... Yeah. Uh, kaguya sama kaguya sama is like if you look at it surface level like you could 100 percent see it as just like your basic rom-com but if you actually watch it and take in everything it is in my opinion mm-hmm. one of the most well-written well-thought-out masterpieces of an overall story you just got to take it beyond face value And the more Mm -hmm. you get into the show and get into it, like you do come to those conclusions. You just gotta, you just gotta get over the hump of rom-com and slice of life. Cause I feel like that's where a lot of people get their issues with anime is just like getting over the slice of life hump. Cause so many people Mm -hmm. refuse to sit down and watch slice of life anime. And then I'm just like, but, but, you can laugh and you can cry a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) so much i've cried so much this year and yet i've also cried over shonen this year i'm for us jjk fans right now we're not doing good (laughs) i i i knew what this season i knew what the shibuya arc meant but it uh, it hurts so much to watch (laughs) I was crying on my lunch break last week. I'm I'm not okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, it's fine. I'm fine. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, but I, I'm really excited to cover that with you. (laughs) January can't get here. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it too. Oh, it's so well done. They, I will say, they did our boy Toto. Like he got a fight scene in this season beautiful one of the most well animated fight scenes i have ever seen because it was this last episode oh my Mm. god it was gorgeous it was glorious every positive word of affirmation i can give to an anime for the animation amazing but also mappa fucking give your animators a break Because I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I feel like I was going to bring it up with you multiple times, and I've just forgotten. But they've almost had walkouts over JJK.
0: Mm.
1: Like, it has been bad. They have been pushing their animators to the brink of beyond exhaustion. Mm -hmm. Like, there have been photos of animators surface online with, like, the undersides of their eyes, like, deep black rings. Mm. So, Mappa, take care of your animators. Because they yeah. are like what they're doing now is great. It's beyond great. like the animation is fucking phenomenal. I wonder mm. what it could be if they actually gave their animators time.: Yeah like i I can't even fathom what it would actually be if they gave their animators time because it's been mm-hmm. like, it's been great as it is. but uh, as far as this year goes. I've only got one anime I want to talk about. I've only got one. Go for it. Cuz out of out of everything we've covered this year, there's just been one. One that has stuck out since the beginning, since its very first episode. Oshinoko. It's so good. I can't say enough good about that fucking anime. It's so good. Mm. It broke my heart. It broke me in a lot of ways. The manga broke mm-hmm. my heart in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It covers a lot of very sensitive topics, but it does them incredibly mm-hmm. tastefully. The soundtrack mm-hmm. is beautifully done. It touched on so many yeah. different genres throughout its run. Mm-hmm. Like it was so incredibly well-written, but also I expect mm-hmm. nothing less from the writer of kaguya I, I That says enough. <sighs> <sighs> It's just it's amazing. I I I can't say enough. Just anime of the year for me personally. I without a shadow of a doubt there has been nothing else come out this year that comes even close. We have watched a lot of really fucking good shows this year. I've given out several 10s this year. But mm. Oshinoko sits at the top for me.
0: Yeah. Oshinoko <laughs> I actually have on the the where to watch binged um and the genre slash rating i want more already like that's how it's written in the spreadsheet <laughs> is um uh, I'm curious as to what the stats are on it where is it there we go um so it has a 6.34 percent drop rate for the whole season and I think that's because the first episode is kind of like a film. It's like long. Yeah. Um we actually reviewed them separately. So we have the Oshinoko um first episode, you can find it on High Dive by the way. Um (laughs) Brad's got the manga. Um (laughs) is separate. Um but if you were on TikTok, like anime TikTok at all this year, it would have spammed your feed. It was everywhere. I avoid anime-related um, TikToks, and it was still on my feed. Like I, <laughs> I try and stay away, stay away from them because I don't like to watch shows as they come out. I like to binge them when they're done. And so I don't like spoilers, so I will wait and then watch them all. So I try and avoid all anime-themed content online. Otherwise, I will get spoiled. Um, and so it was, it was still on my feed. Oshinoko, the first episode is just emotionally draining. So when you prepare <laughs> yourself to sit down and watch it, tissues, um, chocolates, the whole nine yards, comfy food in your jammies with a warm blanket the whole night. There are a bunch of triggers in that. So I'm just going to put out a general trigger warning. And if you want more information on what triggers will be associated with the show, I think you should go off onto the, the wiki for it and have a look. Because if I list out the triggers and people haven't seen it, it will spoil. Um, it's a phenomenal show centered around the entertainment industry, which I think was very interesting for Brad and I to watch because both of us have been a part of the entertainment industry and know people that are a part of the inter- entertainment industry for like over a decade each in our own areas. Like we've, like we've been doing content. And um, like of different varieties for our whole lives, really. Like I, I was even like a stage kid, and like you know, Brad, you were doing music. Like we've been <laughs> around the block a few times. Um, and so it was one of those things that that I think we came at from. We were able to relate to. But then also I think a lot of people will be relate, able to relate to as well because the entertainment industry has been going through a very interesting exposing within the past like decade or so. And this show touches on elements of that. You know, um, yeah, I think we're all very much more aware of how traumatic things can be for entertainers than people were like two, three generations ago.
1: One hundred percent agree. This
0: show goes over that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it touches, it touches a lot on mental health and a lot of the struggles that people in the industry go through. And it, yeah, like that episode in general, I feel like is one of the ones that hit home the most because mm-hmm. it just, it does such a, I don't know, like I. I find it hard to put into words a lot of the time just because of the mm. overall impact the show kind of had on me throughout mm. the year. I don't know. It just it's great. It beyond great. It amazing. Yeah. I love it. it.
0: It also covers also covers a lot of different genres, which I think opens it up to being liked by a lot of different um types of people. Because there are like romance elements to it. There's also a slight fantasy kind of Reborn type element vibe to it as well. There's um, mystery. There's um, elements of like, I won't say horror, but thriller for sure.
1: Yeah. Then there's uh, the
0: entertainment aspects, aspects of slice of life content.
1: Music. Like the soundtrack is Mm -hmm. incredible, but it's also like based around idols. In a lot of ways, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I feel like that's where a lot of the TikToks were coming from. Is they're like, "Oh yeah, let's watch this like really well animated show about idols." Oh my god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like by the time yeah. you're done with the first episode, it's just like, "What the fuck did I just watch?"
0: Yeah, and I think that opened up the doors for anime um for a lot of like K-pop and J-pop fans that maybe hadn't reached anime because i know that within recent years anime has kind of transitioned from being super super nerdy and like weirdos doing naruto runs through the school hallways like when brad and i were in school <gasps> to um uh to just being kind of a, a genre of entertainment that a lot of people consume but i still think that is a lingering effect of that reputation um on anime in certain areas and I don't think it's necessarily hit the teen girl audience completely yet I think it's definitely getting there I think things like Free and Haikyuu and like other animes like that have definitely um breached the world of teen girls but if you if you want to make money and you want to get popular your demographic is teen girls like I'm telling you there is nobody that stands like a teen girl and um, I think Oshinoko was able to breach into that market because of that aspect that you were talking about because it's kind of k-pop j-pop adjacent it's idol themed and it's just really well put together relevant hard-hitting content that has a level of mystery to like grip your bookworms. Like I know for a fact that that definitely gripped me as well. I love a good mystery. It's got episodes with it, it within it that are slightly slower paced as well. So you get the aspects of like a harsher episode and then the pace slows down and you're able to catch your breath before the storyline picks up again. So it's not exhausting to watch because sometimes shows that are super intense can be too intense for too long and then you get tired from watching it and you need a break. And we actually have watched a few shows like that. I don't know if that was this year, but recently, like I remember us talking about like, oh, if you need a show to chill. Oh, after Vinland Saga, we were like, we need a chill show. Because yep. we're losing our marbles here. Like Vinland Saga is an incredibly well written show and we both enjoyed it a lot. Um, but it does exhaust you from having to watch it because of the intensity of the content and the length of that intensity i think Oshinoko had pacing to where you're given breaks from that
1: yeah it it is incredibly well paced but it's there's always something to keep you hooked Mm. like as soon as the show was over i immediately sought the manga and Mm. am caught up on the manga Mm. probably not caught up i'm there's probably a chapter that released last week that i haven't read yet But very caught up. Like, Mm. I'm through probably at least the next two arcs at this point. Which, by Mm. the way, the next arc, next year, is going to be very, very good. Honestly, Mm. given the dynamic of the show and where it's going, I genuinely cannot be more excited to see it animated. And the reason I say that is because it's about a stage play that's going to be based... um, in a 3d Mm. theater have you Mm -hmm. seen a lot about the sphere in las vegas no it is a concert hall type thing where all of the walls on the inside of the hall the ceiling everything outside of the seats are done in led panels so the images can fully surround you they did a Mm. u2 concert that was the first thing that they did there and a lot of their set consisted of lights to where the first song was like giant metal doors that like slowly opened across the front to reveal the outside world they had a psychedelic part of the showing where it looked like the ceiling was dropping and raising and a lot of that mm. is going to be based around like a 3D play that encompasses <clears throat> the audience. <coughs> and it's like, how do we take this manga and transform it into um, like this overall um, like this overall encompassing stage play and make it all work. And I, I just can't wait to see it animated because the sphere mm. itself just grabs my attention because that is such a phenomenal way to present media for you know whatever mm. kind of show that you're trying to have so to see that try to be portrayed in a way in anime with the story that we're being given i'm so excited yeah it's gonna be very good Very, yeah. very good
0: N- yeah and the the characters that we're getting with this that are becoming the prominent character of this next um section of the story is one that has already like been our interests have been piqued about this character for the last good chunk of the, the first season as well so we're all kind of ready and gripped to dive into this second season I um I'm looking forward to it I the animation was already gorgeous I can't wait to see what they do with the technological advancements that have happened between now and then hasn't been that long but technology advances quickly um so yeah, I'm, I'm stoked.
1: So what was your anime of the year?
0: Um, I had a lot of fun with a lot of the animes that we covered this year. Um, we had a lot of stupid ones like Mashal and lesbian golf mafia, Birdie Wings. Um, <laughs> Can't Fight Cooking in Another World was another fun one. Um, you had
1: actually read the manga prior to that, right?
0: Yes, I had, and that held up well compared to the manga. Um, Buddy Daddies was a fun one. Uh, the Way of the House Husband. We covered a lot of like silly little, you know, comfy silly animes, um, which I thought were good. But I, the one that like is stuck in my brain is either Chainsaw Man or the second season of Vinland Saga. Chainsaw Man sticks in my brain because it's so weird (laughs) the concept is fucking weird it
1: it is an acid Um, trip of an anime but it is so fucking well done the first season Mm -hmm. or the first part in general the first 98 chapters of the manga are beautiful they are amazing Mm -hmm. like all 11 volumes that i have over here on the shelf behind me one of my favorite manga I have ever read. Like, I mm-hmm. and Mappa did that show fucking justice. So, can mm-hmm. cannot speak highly enough about it, but it is fucking weird.
0: It's really weird. And it's just, I think the timing of it was so spectacular because it was like right now, the biggest shows are like Demon Slayer, JJK, like they're all in that realm. And Chainsaw Man is enough like them to be super relevant and easily snapped up up because if you're already watching those, then you would obviously start watching Chainsaw Man. But it's weird enough and different enough to stand out amongst those shows. So I think it was just really good timing for that um, season to come out because we reviewed it at the beginning of this year, like the first episode that dropped this year was Chainsaw Man um so that one was really good but uh, Vinland Saga is just fascinating to me it's uh like a historical um based story uh and it's this season I think got a harsh critique from people that watched it because it's different than the first season this season was about building what comes next in the story and about character progression this was the the entire focus of this second season was tearing yourself down and analyzing every aspect of yourself and then rebuilding yourself into a different version and does that is that the way that you truly want it to be are you who you want to be or like, can you physically be who you want to be? Like, are you able to follow the morals that you've set for yourself, the rules that you've set, you've set for yourself? And these are conversations that as adults, especially, you know, in a world right now that is going through so much shit, I feel like we're addressing pretty much constantly, you know, like it's, we've been, you know, brought up with certain things being told to us that are okay we reach a level of critical thinking skill and we don't agree with that, but we still have those moments of like, oh, that's fine. And then we have to analyze ourselves as to why we think that. And if we truly agree with that, and I feel like that's a very common experience for millennials, Gen Zs, Gen Alpha to be going through. We constantly tear ourselves down and reevaluate ourselves and build ourselves up as hopefully better people And I think that was the entire theme of this second season of Vinland Saga. And I don't think that a lot of people interpreted it that way. And I think that's a shame because I think they did a very good job of displaying that. But it wasn't fast-paced. And if you only watched the first season because it was action, blood and gore, this season would feel very foreign to you. But there was so much more in that first season than just blood and gore. And uh, this second season encompasses everything that first season was um, just in a different format and i think it was incredibly good and i it's frustrating for me that it didn't get the recognition that i feel like it should have gotten and i feel like it was it's targeted towards an older audience and you can tell that
1: oh 100% and i feel like it reached its target audience but it mm. overstepped into audiences that had no right being there like i feel like the show was definitely targeted towards adults people that could understand like the whole you know yeah the first season was all blood guts gore but it was still a really good story of Mm -hmm. needing to let go of revenge but then Mm -hmm. the entire second season was just such a change up in pace to where it's like okay Well, Mm -hmm. what do I do with my life whenever my main goal, like the main thing I've been going for has just been stripped from me? Like, how do Mm -hmm. I rebuild and make myself a better person and also try to make the world a better place? Mm -hmm. And like I said, I feel like it reached his target audience because obviously you and I enjoyed both seasons for what they were, but we had a much bigger connection with the second season. Just because yeah. of the growth and the story that was being told. Whereas the people mm-hmm. that are upset are probably a younger demographic or are newer to anime that weren't seeking out a slice of life season, necessarily. They were just on a mm-hmm. shonen train and this fit the build mm-hmm. <clears throat> until it didn't, and they were pissed off and mm-hmm. upset. And...
0: yeah,
1: I just, I don't know. I feel like that I wish a lot more people could truly have seen the second season for what it was, because it was a, for me, a masterful storytelling of like something to, I guess, strive for from a development perspective. Because mm-hmm. it's like you said, especially in our um, generations and generations following us, just because of how quickly things are changing around us Mm -hmm. like we are also constantly having to adapt and change and try to figure out like how to like become better versions of ourselves and that's not something you see out of a lot of the older generations per se and i feel like that's because they Mm -hmm. never experienced as much change around them as we have Mm -hmm. and it's crazy just how much faster things continue to change Like, even just how much things around us have changed in the, you know, what, five, six years that you and I have known each other? Yeah. Like.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can then, I don't know. It's just if we've been on the Internet for a long time.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: We've we've seen the Internet when it was just unregulated world of just anything. Anything goes, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like just the concept of Newgrounds, the website, Mm -hmm. having actual adult content and, like, Bloons Tower Defense in the same, like, thing. And that was just normal. And I would go on my computer at school and on my lunch break and I'd be like, Newgrounds. And then I'd go on there and I'm like, I'm playing cubes. And then scroll down and there's just dicks like it's and it wasn't censored when I was in school because they didn't have blocks on the computers yet because they didn't they weren't programmed for teachers to be able to install like this is it was a wild world and now you know internet forum forums have just like the cultures and there's manners and rules and all this stuff that wasn't there when we were kids. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just like so much has changed so rapidly just on the internet, not even talking about politically or like whatever (laughs) going on else in the world that we've had to adapt. We've had to change. And I feel like there's a relatability to Vinland saga with that because these people are also going through shit that is you know rapidly changing a world that is rapidly changing obviously not in the same ways but their their lives and and their environments are very quickly changing and also i think there was a i think there's an issue with in the sense that people kind of see vikings jutes danes saxons that whole nine yards as mythical creatures Mm mm-hmm I think I mentioned this briefly before, but I don't think people see them as historical, like, people, you know? I feel like I a don't lot think of that is see them-
1: due to media mm-hmm. glorifying, like, especially mm-hmm. Vikings. Because look at yeah. all the video games we have about <clears throat> Vikings. I mean, even Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed went into the Viking stuff, and I mean, TV shows mm-hmm. and just so much other media has been brought about it and they are glorified in that regard to where whenever you see them in Vinland saga, like as true to the actual nature as you could get, it's incredibly Mm -hmm. jarring, especially if you don't realize a lot of the stuff that happened and it is gruesome and it is disgusting and it is terrifying. And yet this is Mm -hmm. as accurate of a depiction as you will get in media because it truly like showed you the actual history behind it and not the glorification of what is trying to be presented to you.
0: Yeah, I think that there's a you uh, there's a a level of morals that we place on ourselves that we assume are on everyone throughout all nationalities and um aspects of history. Right now, I think the world is going through a realisation that those morals are not withheld for everyone. That's not an even distribution of morals. And people suffer because of that. But I think also we apply those same... We apply our modern ideals to people that lived in 10-12. Like, they they didn't abide by the same rules that we abide by now and what was considered honorable then is would be horrifying now. What was considered the norm then would be horrifying now. But still we say they're good they're good people and, and bad people. But I think we need to understand that they were invaders mm-hmm. who went around the world pillaging and leaving people for dead, burning villages, all this kind of stuff. Like, that's, it, that's how it was. But we look back on it, and it's like, kind of like pirates as well. Like, we all look on them, and we're like, oh my god, pirates, they're so... Like, because the pirates are Caribbean and stuff, we're all like, oh my god, they're just so, like, fanciful creatures who, like, live with the mermaids and shit. And it's like, actually, they're, like, fucking murder people for funsies. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so it was interesting to see that Vinland Saga did approach that aspect of like slavery and assault and all of that kind of stuff. It made the show incredibly heavy. Like I said, and it's very exhausting to watch, but it didn't shy away from the realities of that time period. Um, and I think it's a, a show that we can all kind of watch now and bring that same horror to, what is happening globally at the moment? Like, like, how did that show make you feel? Okay, how did the atrocities of right now make you feel? Because, you know, we I don't think we've changed as much as we think we have.
1: <laughs> no. No, it's kind of... <clears throat> I've used this adage before on the podcast, and I will continue to use it, because it is as, I think, accurate as it can get whenever it comes to... Talking about, you know, history and change as those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And yeah. it it is a never-ending vicious cycle of, like, just same shit, like, constantly reoccurring over and over and over again. And it's, you know, it's just so strange and unfortunate on how a lot of times it's never right or wrong. It's always just winners and losers. And the winners are the Mm. ones that get to write the history so they can paint themselves as the good in those scenarios Mm. and the people that lost are the bad. And it's not like, it's not that case. Like there is actual good and actual bad. And this show Mm. is a like really good depiction of like, yeah, this is fucked up. Like this is not yeah. okay. It is real. Like this is real shit that happened, but it's presenting mm-hmm. it to you in a way to where you can actually learn from mm-hmm. it and actually realize that that shit wasn't okay, but it's shit that actually happened. So you should learn from it and not let that shit happen again. And yet mm-hmm. again, like you said, like it is shit that is still happening. Like atrocities are still being committed all across the globe. Like nothing has. Changed, unfortunately, mm-hmm. like moral standards for a lot of places may have changed, but not everyone, and not everything. Like you never, like, and it's just it's sad. Like it's really depressing to mm. see that.
0: <sighs> yeah, and uh, it's like the we may think that our moral standards have changed, and we say we never do that, but then our governments go off and do it anyway um yay for taxes (laughs) but yeah that would probably be my pick of the year after that tangent everybody depressed now me too um I just thought it was a very well done show that addressed a lot of issues I do find it exhausting if you do want to watch the first and second season first season is more palatable but still pretty exhausting definite trigger warning for every trigger you could possibly think of um it's a good show, though, and I think it does allow you to like characters that do bad things. And that's an interesting place to be in because a lot of the times we watch shows where the heroes are perfect heroes and they're not in the villain saga. They're, they're very much bad guys in uh, in a lot of scenarios. Like, there would be a lot of people who see them as villains, but we're seeing, them from, we're seeing the story from their side and so we can humanize them and um, ease their faults despite the fact that they are still villains to so many people. And so it is a, a fascinating story that puts you in that position of, okay, yeah, do I agree with this character? Do I see them as a hero still? Mm-hmm. Um, despite everything that they've done. And and then it, it, the second season goes through a lot of growth. So I do think it's definitely worth a watch, but you do have to be in a uh, specific headspace to be able to consume um, Vinland saga. It's not easy content to watch and it does make you self-reflect.
1: You know what content you can consume at any point though what Butchy Yes that is the <laughs> palette cleanse anime of the year for me. <laughs> Because it's so ridiculous, but also great, and I love it. <laughs> oh. I'm trying
0: to think of what one I would um campfire cooking probably it's fun and dumb, and I like it
1: it was it was such a good anime. I enjoyed it, yeah, so much um, God, the megamine spinoff was hilarious. I enjoyed that a lot, yeah. Birdie Wing, I really enjoyed.
0: Birdie Wing was fun. Like, crazy. It was a trip.
1: Yeah, it was fucking batshit crazy, but it was enjoyable. (laughs)
0: Um, Tomo-chan was fun. Tomo-chan had some gender flippage, which we always like, deconstructing generals. Um, But it's also just a dumb little slice of life rom-com.
1: I'd think probably most forgettable thing we watched this year is probably DIY or do it yourself.
0: Yeah, I can uh I can picture it when I think about it, but I wouldn't have remembered that we did it this year. It was it's very, very slice of life in like the old school anime style. Like it didn't feel like a a more I don't actually know what year it was made, but it didn't actually it feel like a year. more recent. Okay, yeah, it felt old. Um, You know what it reminded me of, art style-wise? What?
1: Tanaka. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I I would still... Like, if I had to guess what year it came out, I would put it before Tanaka. It feels old-school slice-of-life style. Like, it... Basically no plot. Just friends hanging out. No real consistent humour. No character development or real growth particularly. Just like filler episodes like you know like the kind of content that you'd have when you're watching a children's channel and there were two 20-minute shows and they needed a like a quick show in between the two shows to just fill in that gap to make them run to the the channel time so they would add in these little like cartoons that like didn't really have much purpose other than to just fill in a bit of time between ads and um the gaps of the show it felt like that like it's not rich content it's just like gl- blips of of familiar character that you won't skip through yeah like enough to retain your attention so that you stay watching for the next episode that comes on
1: yeah i i 100% get what you're saying mm-hmm. You, you know what feels wrong to me what that we did dress up darling last year like i feel like we did that so much sooner and yet that was mm. april of last year that i can't wrap mm. my head around that <laughs> time is a I construct cuz we
0: did we did angel next door spoils me rotten this year which is like a worse version of my dress up darling
1: it oh my god it's such a worse version it is definitely as far as rom-coms go the weakest of all the shit that we watched and we watched Masamune, yeah. but I feel like I say that because Masamune has a nostalgia factor for me and is garbage. Mm. But the Angel Next Door is just like self fulfillment garbage. Mm-hmm. Like we rated it high, decently high, but it's just, it's just. I
0: think it's because it's entertaining. Like it's not
1: like it is wholesome. It's not fulfilling
0: it, content. It is wholesome like, garbage. Yeah. It's just shut your brain off and watch vibes.
1: Yeah, like 100%. Like, I definitely remember just kind of tuning myself out. Wait.
0: Mm.
1: Did I give Bochi an 11? Why, is, why do I have that as a 10.1 or 10 plus 1?
0: Oh, could probably because, yeah, you tried to give it an 11, but we just gave you a plus 1. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. God, I gave um, out.
0: We also did
1: I gave out way too many. We also tins. did the
0: two movies this year that went viral on TikTok, the In- Inception movies the um, whoever oh, yeah. you I've loved before, <laughs> and then to me the one who loved you, and depending on which way you watch them, you get a different conclusion to the storyline. We both watched them one way, opposite to each other, and then debated which way was best. I'm still. I right. don't remember which way I watched it, and I don't remember which way you watched it. I frankly don't remember much about either movie.
1: I don't remember anything. I, I just know I'm, I'm right.
0: right. <laughs> yeah, that's.
1: I will that's die on too. this hill. Damn it!
0: <laughs> I remember a staircase outside.
1: There was a staircase.
0: <laughs> that I just remember. That there was a staircase. Dude was up the top of the stairs. Chick was at the bottom of the stairs. They're looking at each other. They're outside. The staircase is grey. That's it. I feel
1: that like is, you're. I feel like you're thinking of your name. The ending of your name. <laughs>
0: I swear it was one of these movies.
1: I know. I, 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 I think you're I'm thinking your movies. name, which is a much better film, 100, percent much much better film.
0: Sure, maybe I'm thinking your name. That's all I have of either of these movies, though, and that's where it's filed in my brain in that filing cabinet. So
1: wait when when did we cover? Susan May's not on the list, and we covered Susa May this year.
0: <laughs> Susan May got yeeted from the spreadsheet.
1: <laughs> Because I feel like we just did it out of the blue. And let's talk about that for a moment. Suzume was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> I Hang on now, just a minute it's... here. Like, oh my God, Suzume was amazing.
0: Um, Give me a second. I'll figure out where it is.
1: Hang on. I'm going now.
0: Oh, don't log me out.
1: Do, 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 do,
0: I thought you were going to do Inspector Gadget then. do, 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 do.
1: Wait, did we? No. Did we? Did we not? What? What?
0: I don't see it. I. Did it never go out? What? What the? F- did we forget?
1: Hey, what Riverside? Login recordings. Fucking excuse me. It never excuse went out. Me. Oh my god! It never went out. <laughs>
0: We have an extra bonus episode for you guys! Hey.
1: Yay! <laughs> oh, I am now angry at myself.
0: No, angry at technology and not yourself, Ziz. Hmm.
1: I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This has been a uh, bad year for you, boy, as far as getting shit done. Because uh, seasonal depression has been fucking me up. So it's been a problem. <laughs>
0: both of us suffer from SAD it kicks in at the same time so nothing gets done the winter is bad and everybody freaking dies
1: so you you know how you and i like joke about the whole twinsies thing because shit just seems to happen to both of us mm. i might need surgery on my right hand
0: are we going to twin? Are we going to be cast buddies?
1: Probably not cast buddies, but I, I'm i probably going to need surgery on my right hand. Oh, shit.
0: What's the dealio? I um,
1: want to share. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to share. I'm going to cut it out of the episode, but I'm more than happy to share because I don't have any confirmed information yet. I just know after mm. the first of the year, whenever my better insurance kicks in, I'm going to go get it looked at. I'm just holding off in the mm. meantime. So, mm-hmm. I have got a. I don't think it's going to come through on the camera, but you see how that's swollen in through there? Like there's a oh, lump? Yeah. yeah. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's like a hard mass in between right there. And oh. I've been losing strength in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I've had the shakes really bad from it. Okay. So, there's something there that is causing me some sort of issues to where like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely losing strength, and like I said, just real shaky. And it's been ever since that popped up. So I don't know what that is. I don't know what sort of issue okay. that's causing me, but it's a uh, it's causing me issues. Fair enough. So whatever that is, it's got to go.
0: It's got to go. Um, good luck with that. Big preach. Sounds like fun.
1: And I was like, as soon as I talked to Blue about this, this is going to <laughs> this is gonna follow down a path. <laughs> oh, well, because here yeah, we are being twinsies.
0: <laughs> we can have matching hand scars,
1: yeah. Mine's just gonna be much I higher said, up,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got two right here, so you'll be kind of like just yeah.
1: yeah. It'll be a little higher, it'll be fine.
0: Just a little higher. I, I showed, I sent a video to Jen, um, a couple days ago. Because I was like, do you want like ac- accurate scar footage for your writing characters?" And she's like, yeah I was like, okay <laughs> let me show you what a scar looks like. So I showed her the scar and how it like pinches and it like it's not smooth it doesn't act like regular skin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I was like, and you want to see muscle atrophy and I took my brace off and you can see. The exact like it's like muscle up to here and then like nothing. <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like even the bottom where I was atrophied, but like there's a genuine line when my brace like sits in. <laughs> I was like, there's muscle atrophy. I'm like it's been six months in this brace. It, it, like you can see it. You take it off, and the brace is still there. <laughs> uh, was, yeah, yeah. giggling about it.
1: I was uh. was talking to somebody about that the other day might have been tails because he was Mm -hmm. just asking how you're doing i'm like she's fine other than you know the whole surgery thing and it just taking so much longer than it should have to heal i think i was even talking to brie about it too Mm -hmm. because she was just like so when's uh when's blue gonna come down and see us i'm like first of all shut up second of all can't worry about that right now she's got to get healed first (laughs) She's like, is she still not? I was like, no. Uh,
0: no, I didn't realize how much bone they were going to take out because it was only like a couple millimeters too long. But they took out like this much bone, moved it down like this much and then put the plate in. So I'm filling in like, like at least a centimeter of bone in here. Like there's a gap and then seven screws one going diagonally through the um two bone shards uh-huh and that's why i can't rotate because you know like when you put um screws through a plank of wood and then imagine you twist the wood and it would like splinter yeah so that's why i can't rotate my hand
1: ah. because the
0: screws would then while it's not one cohesive piece they would two both try and go
1: oh no and, no no yeah
0: so that's why they're like, don't rotate. <laughs> but otherwise, you splinter your bone. Well,
1: <laughs> it's like yeah, it, it's it's yeah. kind of hard not to splinter bone whenever there's still no bone there. Like it's still not all back together. No. So what the fuck are you gonna splinter?
0: Right? I'm like, I'm like, I'm just I'm just here for the ride, you know? Like, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Oh,
1: it'll be all, it'll be fine. We can fix it in pre. <laughs>
0: yeah my left arm is jacked
1: now (laughs) oh it's another thing i was telling brie i was like we're always talking about being twinsies now i'm gonna have to become ambidextrous too if i get this hand cut on because i i am so predominantly right-handed oh yeah it gets bad and yet you'll pick it up the flip side of that though is that my left hand is the more stable hand Mm. Like whenever I waited tables, like I would always carry glasses and stuff in my left hand because I can carry mm. this bitch flat. Like regardless of the weight, I can just carry it flat and it would mm. be fine. So it's definitely the much more stable. Just if I try to write, it's like, Hmm, I, maybe that's an E, maybe it's a dick. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, uh, what I do is i like, Hold like if I have a plate and a cup that I want to take. I can't hold the cup in this hand or the plate because it's too heavy. So I'll like hold the plate and then I'll hold the handle of the cup and then rest it on my forearm. So all of the weight is all on my left arm, but I'm just balancing it with my right and then I'll move around that way. And I think you'll probably find yourself doing that a lot too, is you'll just like just rest things on your left arm. They'll take the whole weight and then you just are like keeping it keeping everything
1: steady well so the thing is right is i got really good about balancing random shit while i was waiting tables mm. and i've mm. also got bear paws for hands so <laughs> i will 100 percent carry the plate and the cup in my hand like it will be fine i i'm okay. also the kind of person to where i will carry all the groceries in one hand because mm. fuck it i'm not making two trips <laughs> So I'll mm-hmm. have all the bags just lined all the way across one arm because I need that one free arm to open the door. <laughs> so by the time I get inside, my arm is blue because it's been without circulation for the past two minutes while I've been trying to just cram bags onto that arm. <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. It's bad. I, I, I don't human properly whatsoever. <laughs> Well, um, well, we must
0: have been recording for, like, nearly two hours now, so...
1: It's an hour and 38 minutes, so we, we're we doing okay. pretty good. This is one of the longer episodes <laughs> we've done in a while. <laughs>
0: uh, well, we did talk uh, a, a good amount about anime.
1: We did. We This is probably the second most talked about anime we've done in quite a while. Surprisingly, the most yeah. talked about anime we've done in a very long time was the last episode of Masamune. Because we didn't bullshit during that one at all. No, we just
0: jumped right <laughs> into it.
1: We jumped straight into it.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Um. So yeah, that is kind of everything from this year that happened. Uh, Anything else that happened this year, you're lying It didn't.
1: Nope. Nope. Absolutely. All that happened is what we talked about here. Anything else is absolutely irrelevant. Um, we yeah. say so. We are the gods of this realm. I am the DM, and I said so. So therefore, and it happened.
0: I'm a character that he rolled.
1: I mean, you... Alright, so let's let's be fair. You did get to play a goddess in that same script, so... The whole, you know, me calling you Kame sama bit is real. You you are a goddess now, and happened.
0: Um, uh, death. And death.
1: You know what? It's fine. Death comes for us all eventually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and with that happy ending, we, <laughs> we shall wrap this bitch up
1: oh for our last episode of 2023 maybe i don't know mm. i get to dictate the schedule and what shit goes out so this probably is the last episode of the year so as
0: yeah.
1: per usual of sappy bullshit thank you all so much for listening or it's oh, fuck i can speak for listening oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i can speak properly thank you for listening <laughs> Uh, I just go fuck. You know what? Thank you all so much for listening, for putting up with us for the past almost four years. Too many now. Years. <laughs> yeah, we we've been doing this shit since March of twenty twenty. That that's mm. another thing I was talking to Tales about. Sorry, I I can't wrap up this podcast. But also, the episode <clears throat> with Tales comes out in like two weeks from when this episode drops. It's the second yeah, Monday and Tails in January. An
0: old school friend, <clears throat> old school friend of the podcast.
1: Yeah, like. It, He met you before we even did this podcast. Like, I met him through you. Yeah. Yeah. So, second episode. First episode, already available. He did an episode with the both of us. So, that's a thing. That's out there. You can go find them. And also, you can find that episode. But that's another thing that we were talking about is, like, this is literally something that we just kind of started on a whim just to talk about anime. Mm. And we have consistently been doing this shit for since March of 2020. Like, yeah, wow.
0: <laughs> they survived the pandemic.
1: It, it did survive the pandemic. <laughs> this is something we did I mean, we started this around the start of the pandemic, and it kind of is our mm-hmm. pandemic journey because mm-hmm. it was just like yeah, you know, there's this thing going around but it's gonna blow over, just like, you know Ebola and uh the bird flu and all this other shit that came out like towards the end of obama's presidency she's like yeah it's gonna blow over just like that shit nope (laughs) sure didn't and the podcast was just a retelling of that and then it has just been a smorgasbord of cringe a lot of growth on both of our ends and then we've had this year which was a very good year for anime and also just a just a good year in general for us to just sit here and bullshit because this is probably i say probably this is definitely the year of the podcast that i am the most proud of because this is i feel like probably the truest to ourselves that we've been on the podcast like us just bullshitting and then talking about anime a little bit
0: (laughs) yeah the podcast is definitely devolved but in a positive way
1: (laughs) positive for us maybe not positive for you all This is just like mine and blue's (laughs) weekly therapy session where we just sit here and bitch about our lives and just talk about random shit. And then the little bit of anime that we watch during the week. It's great. It's fine. (laughs) I'm here for it. I love this. This is, oh, I say this a lot, both to blue on this podcast and to literally everyone else. But this genuinely is the fucking highlight of my week. I enjoy sitting down for this so much. I yeah I love it I love it so much so yeah and jo-
0: I kind of hate it No I'm just kidding
1: Okay <laughs> all right well then and
0: it sucks here <laughs> no.
1: No. All right I am going to go lay in bed and cry for the rest of the evening now Oh
0: That's fine. <laughs> Nah You're stuck with me That's about as close <laughs> to emotions as I get. <laughs>
1: That is very, very true. But you know what? It's fine. I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? It's fine because you're stuck with me and me putting you through immersion. Fuck, I can speak. (laughs) Emotional turmoil. (laughs) Emotional
0: damage.
1: I have a button for that. Hang on. And... (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I found it. (laughs) Emotional damage! (laughs) Oh, Sorry
0: to anyone listening without headphones on. That probably (laughs) got you some weird looks.
1: You know what? It's fine. Every episode of this should be watched in the living room on full surround sound volume with your parents. Hi, parents! (laughs) 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 Oh... But yeah, seriously, thank you all oh. so much for listening We appreciate it Or I appreciate it, Blue doesn't do emotions But I greatly appreciate it You all are great Happy end of the year for 2023 I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season And have a fantastic start to 2024 Because 2024 is going to be A great year for the both of us because Japan Trip, Hooray!
0: <laughs> hooray! hooray.
1: Nah, you you know what? 2024 is the year for your arm to be healed, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> My arm, your hand. It'll be great. Everybody sad.
1: It'll be fine. Maybe I don't know. I I <laughs> I'll shut up now. Bye. Uh, no, you know what? No plugs <laughs> first. BnV Anime, Brad garen VO, Brad Carter Gaming, Blues Lavenders. You can find us everywhere. Website, bnbanime.com, YouTube, uh, BnB Anime is there. Episodes are there. Entire catalog, there. Okay, love you. Bye.
0: Um, wait, check out Tales and our friend Jen, or um, her, her, I, I always call her Jen. That's not my pen name. Pen name is E.H. Demeter?
1: I think that's check it. Out new I don't book know. Released I am... this
0: year. Released this oh, year. Um... Check her out. You can find her on Kindle amazon shit
1: like that find the book what was the book called it's a good water yeah
0: water
1: yeah look at that and also water (laughs) and yeah tales of the fandom podcast he has eight years worth of episodes i think he said this or he's coming up on his eight year anniversary which is absolutely baffling so yeah go check go check out the homies yeah and yeah thank you all for listening Uh, they do make really cool shit Jen make good book
0: It's part of a series. More to come. Bye. Bye.